I'm Sophia. And I'm Angelina. And welcome to this episode of Redefining Pink, a podcast where we work to combat gender underrepresentation in STEM. This episode is about Jenny Rowe, a reliability engineer at Northrop Grumman. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. Ms. Rao is currently an engineer in the space systems sector. She works on satellites that help detect missiles, specifically on the payload portion. She graduated from UC Irvine in 2022 with a bachelor's in physics and a specialization in astrophysics. She's always loved science growing up and is specifically fascinated with space and the stars. Okay, let's get started with some fast facts. What's your favorite color? Favorite color is pink, no question. Yay! <laughs> Do you have a favorite woman leader in STEM? So, fun fact, um, my parents named me after this woman. Actually, my, my dad saw her speak at a conference once when he was a little bit younger. Um, and my dad said that she was like the most bright-minded individual that he had met at the time. And he said that if he had a daughter, he would hope that his daughter would turn out like her. Um, and her name was Jenny. So I am named after her. So I would guess that, or I would say that she's my role model because technically I would not be Jenny without her. <laughs> That's so cute, yeah. Um, what's your favorite subject in STEM? I, I am biased to physics. <laughs> <laughs> and what's a subject in STEM you want to learn more about? Um... I guess, I guess it's still in the realm of physics, but more specifically a newer, a newer subset of physics, if that makes sense, something called quantum computing. The most interesting part about quantum computing is the fact that things might just be so much faster, like everything will be faster, like your computer will be faster. And when we think of computers, like we might think of a physical like desktop or a laptop or something like that, but that's a computer is just, it's so much broader, right? Like a Tesla is basically a computer with wheels. Like I feel like quantum computing will just change absolutely everything and the pace at which we live in, whether that's a good or a bad thing, I don't know. It, it all really depends on how we, you know, decide to use it, but um right now computers are uh communicating through bits right so series of zeros and ones and that's pretty much how we can um code the hardware onto a computer that's exactly how you know bits work right but qubits or quantum bits it's not necessarily a zero or a one it's somewhere in between it's both zero and one it's neither zero and one it's it's just, it's so complicated, right? Like quantum physics is all about a probability. It, you have a wave function and you don't know what the, what the position is until you directly observe it. And it's just, it's such a crazy concept to think because it's really not something that you can visualize. It's not the, something that you can see. You can only just see the effects in that time. You can only know, you know, its state in one moment in time. And so, I just think it's a it's an absolutely crazy realm. I still am totally, you know, mesmerized by quantum physics. I only got to take, I think, like a few classes in my undergrad, but it's just, it's this new up and coming realm. I, that's why I love physics. It's like, there's just so much to be explored. 
and so many unknowns right but eventually we'll make them known and we'll we'll make it real yeah that's really cool like I've that the entire like idea that something can be one in a zero but like also not at the same time it's really mm-hmm. hard to wrap my head around but I think that's like sort of the spirit of quantum like it's you you won't understand it I feel like so yeah. <laughs> that's like interesting to think about how like computers could be based on something that we don't even fully understand in our head but yeah, yeah it's really cool now we can go into the expertise in stem segment so um what made you want to pursue astrophysics and what's your favorite part about it hmm so as a kid i was always just so interested in science and I wanted to know how things worked, right? And so it was never a question in my mind that I was going to pursue something science-related. My dad is a huge inspiration, and he is a very science geek nerd. (laughs) Um, So I've kind of just been surrounded by that my entire life and my childhood, and I just grew up, you know, just so curious. Um, And especially on, like, a cosmic scale, it just, it blew my mind how small and I guess like molecularly insignificant we are like in comparison to you know everything else that's out there we're just we're so small and there's just so much to be explored so um, I just wanted to learn more about it and astrophysics just seems like the perfect intersection of all that. Awesome and what projects do you work on as a reliability engineer? Hmm yeah so reliability is is interesting, and I guess I should just preface, I, I work at a large defense and aerospace company um, in their space system sector. So I primarily work on satellites, specifically missile detectors. And these programs are super high tech, really, really expensive, <laughs> and take a super duper long time to finish, right? Like years and years of planning. Um, and because of that, it's it's crucial that the program is successful. There's no do-overs. There's only one shot to get it right or else, you know, all the effort, the time, the money, it just goes down the drain. So essentially my job as a reliability engineer is to ensure that the probability of failure of that satellite is almost zero. Like obviously it can never be zero. You, you never know, like things happen. Um, But the goal is to get it as close to zero as possible, which involves a lot of statistical analysis and data modeling. Um, But yeah, it's pretty much what I do. (laughs) That's really cool, because like when you think about an engineer, at least in my head, I think of someone like building something like or like inventing something new. But a reliability engineer doesn't like fit that mold of what you think an engineer is, but it's still Mm -hmm. such an important part of engineering. Like to have someone making sure that it doesn't fail because it's such (laughs) an expensive and time-consuming process like that's a really interesting section of engineering um what do you enjoy most about your job I think the thing that I love most about what I do is the fact that I know what I'm working on and these programs and these products are actually making a difference right like I can actually see how our satellites are providing information and helping something, whether that be, you know, a weather, a weather tracker, right? And 
with these weather satellites, we can see, you know, when that hurricane was coming to Southern California and we were totally prepared and we were aware of what was about to happen. And that information we wouldn't have had if it were not, you know, for these, for these satellites um, up in space. Um, and we just, we work on really cutting edge technology. Um, if you know of the James Webb telescope that was built by Northrop Grumman, it's, you know, provided us with pictures and data of, you know, the early universe, things that we would have never thought that we'd be able to capture. Um, so I love that we're constantly pushing the boundaries of what's possible. And I just work with some of the brightest minds out there. And I just, you know, love getting to learn from them. That's such a cool, like, environment to be in, to, like, be with people who worked on the James Webb Space Telescope. That's, like, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start our Women in STEM segment. Astrophysics in particular is a very underrepresented field. Have you faced any challenges in the field? And if so, how did you overcome them? Yeah, I I, I definitely have a, my fair share of, you know, hardships of being a woman in STEM. And I think, I mean, women are just underrepresented, like period, in all STEM fields. And, you know, I love that we're seeing more and more women go into these fields, but, you know, we still have a long way to go until we're considered equals to, to men. Um, but I think in, in, in particular, physics is like heavily underrepresented with women. I had maybe a hundred people in my graduating class. And I think there were maybe about five girls in total. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's crazy and you know I don't want to make any like generic stereotype remarks but you know the demographic of physics is heavily white white men right and pretty much all of my professors are just older white men my classmates are just younger white men but you know like I, I'm always going to be a leg down right people we're just not going to see me as their equal, even though I worked to be in that program. I, I did my homework. I studied for my tests. I did, I did better than most of them, most of the time. Okay. <laughs> but even still, besides all of that, with all the facts proving that I, I deserve to be there and I'm intelligent. People always just thought, oh, you know, she, she wears makeup. She does her hair. She wears pink all the time. Um, she's in a sorority in college. Th those are just like, how could she be smart? You know, that type of thing. So face a lot of, you know, just, just people perceiving me in a certain way, just of, you know, who I am and what I look like and that kind of thing. Yeah, 5% is honestly crazy. Like five people out of a graduating class of 100. That's like, that's worse than I would have expected, even for <laughs> physics. Yeah. But, um, props to you for being one of the five. That's. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the note of like representation and perception, is there a particular woman in astrophysics or aerospace engineering that you'd like to spotlight? You know, I... I don't know that there's necessarily a single woman. I think it's just more so in general. I think every single 
female identifying person deserves more credit than they're given. I mean, there are 100% easier career paths. Um, so I just, I really applaud everyone who, you know, makes the conscious decision to go into a STEM field and, you know, deal with all the strings that come along with that. And, you know, we just have to work so much harder to get the same results as men. So I just think in general, every single woman who goes into a STEM field deserves, you know, a pat on the back. Thank you. Yeah, that's really inspirational because, I mean, honestly, there's so many amazing, amazing um, teachers out there and like especially female teachers, too. But often sometimes I feel like they're less mentioned or they're less featured in the news. But then I think I, I, I look at the news and I'm like, oh, my goodness, wait a second. Uh, she could also be in here, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also, many people talk about the challenges of pursuing STEM careers as a woman, but what are some positives you found? Ooh, I love that question. Um, personally, I have found being a woman in STEM to just be so empowering. I mean, it's definitely hard. Like I just mentioned that I just gone through, you know, so much, right, you know, in my career and in school, but really I have just met so many amazing women from different walks of life, whether we're from different parts of the world or we're studying different things, working on different things, or, you know, we have different hobbies. And a lot of the times it's it's people who I probably would have never been friends with or even met if we, you know, didn't bond over the fact that we're women in STEM. And it really just is a sort of community and it's it's just something that you can bond over. I mean, some of my closest friendships in my life are a result from this. So um, it's also allowed me to, you know, give back and sort of mentor younger women who are thinking about going to STEM, which ultimately helps change and overturn the demographic of the industry, right? So it's it's just amazing to be a part of actually rewriting that idea that, you know, women can actually do this. We are smart enough. Um, and when there's enough of us doing it, our, our voices, you know, can actually change the world. Yeah, that's the, especially that point on like mentorship, the idea that um, people have done it in the before you, you kind of stand on their shoulders, but there's people coming after you that you want to like, continue to help I think that's really important um like it's almost like breaking a systemic cycle by creating another cycle of like exactly yeah yeah um and on that note if you were to tell your younger self or a younger girl out there who's interested in STEM a piece of advice what would you tell her my advice is to just put yourself out there like just just don't care what anybody thinks of you I think that's something that affected me a lot and hindered not hindered but I guess it, I just got it I just got so in my head right of you know are are girls judging me do they think I'm overcompensating of for being a woman in STEM am I trying too hard am I not trying hard enough do these men not respect me and you know just just forget all that and do what you want to do get some hands-on experience and find a community, build a network full of intelligent peers, and most importantly, mentors. Again, I mean, I just, I would absolutely not be where I am today without older mentors guiding me and navigating me through it. Um, try things, 
try everything. <laughs> Figure out what you like, what you don't like. And it's okay to not know what you want to do or to think that you know what you want to do. And then try it and decide that it's not really for you. I mean, even though it feels like you're stuck on one path, I promise you're not. The world is your oyster. You can do absolutely do anything that you want to. Um, and alongside with that, it's okay to fail. It's absolutely okay to fail. I mean, I actually, failure is good. Like failure is not a bad thing. You should strive for failure because that means you're learning. You never want to be the smartest person in the room. And it's so common for women to be afraid of failure because they're scared of judgment. Somehow, if a guy in a class asks a question, it's because he's so profound and thoughtful and thinking outside the box. But then when a girl asks the question, it's because we're stupid and we don't understand. So my advice is have confidence in yourself and believe that you are capable because you are and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. That was so inspirational and like good, powerful. <laughs> okay, I think it's about time to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much, Ms. Rao, for giving your powerful insight and being an inspiration to all of us. Well, thanks so much for having me. This has been great. Thank you. If you guys have any questions about being a woman in STEM or anything at all, please email allgirlstemsociety at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-G-I-R-L-S-S-T-E-M-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow All Girls STEM Society on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening to Redefining Pink, everyone, and see you on our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.